Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, fourth trade in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. For Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great pre owned inventory. Great deals to be had. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Scott Lobber in a moment from the Philadelphia Inquirer. But first, our play-by-play call today. Colin Moran goes deep against the Brewers. Moran out to right. Oh, let's watch this one go. Goodbye. Splash down. Our first home run. He's always had great power. Uh, unfortunately for the Pirates, the Brewers scored four in the ninth, tied it last night, and then under the new extra inning rule, won it in the 11th. All right. Let's bring in Scott Lauber now from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Scott, first of all, hope you and yours are safe and sound. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Steve. Everyone's well here. Thanks so much. Good. That's all we care about. Now let's get to other parts. So what, what's the status of the Phillies? I know Joel Sherman of the New York Post earlier in the day said they had tested negative, but do they have to now go through a second test and be negative? So, so the very latest, within the hour, Major League Baseball announced that in addition to tonight's game, uh, which was scheduled to be played at Citizens Bank Park, tomorrow night and Thursday night at Yankee Stadium have been postponed as well. So the Phillies will not play again until Friday at the earliest, at which time they will be the road team in their own ballpark against the Toronto Blue Jays, um, opening a series there. Now, in the meantime, uh, the Phillies are probably going to be tested daily between now and then. They were tested yesterday. They were tested again today. That's a bit of a break or departure from the alternate day testing that we've seen since the beginning of training camp, teams have been getting tested every other day. The Phillies will be tested, it sounds like, daily. So, again, it was yesterday and today, probably tomorrow. My guess would be Thursday as well. And the idea there is that my understanding is that the incubation period for uh, exposure between exposure to COVID-19 and when you might test positive is several days. The average, I was told, is four days. It could be as much as two weeks. So what Major League Baseball wants to do is make sure that as these days go by, more positives don't start popping up. The tests the Phillies took yesterday, uh, as far as the players and coaches are concerned, all came back negative. But that doesn't mean a whole lot because, from what I've been told by some medical people, if you were exposed to the virus over the weekend, you probably wouldn't have tested positive on Monday. So as the week goes on, we'll get a better sense for whether there was exposure uh, to the Marlins uh, over the weekend and whether there's any been any spread among the Phillies. 
So that's where they stand. And ironically, you mentioned they'll be the road team. Ironically, it's the Toronto Blue Jays who weren't right. allowed to set up camp in Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. And I think, you know, look, I think this is sort of one of the reasons why. Um, because when you, you know, Major League Baseball was very pleased during the three-week training camps that the rate of testing actually was going down. I think last week and the week before that, they were at a half of 1% uh, positives, which was terrific because I think uh, I think during the intake period, it was sort of like 0.9, per, uh, 0.9 or something like that. Yes, uh, right. Still less than 1%, but it was it, it has gone down. It was much easier then, though, because teams were encamped in their own cities and doing very, very little traveling. Now when you introduce uh, airplanes and hotels and players coming from one region to another, um, I think that was the reason why Pennsylvania said, you know what, one team in Pittsburgh is enough. We don't want to invite a second team in, a team from a different division from the Pirates, so now you'd have not only the same nine opponents coming in to play the Pirates, but you'd have nine additional opponents coming in to play right. the Blue Jays. And right. I don't think they wanted any part of that. And, and you're sort of seeing why. The, the Marlins, I don't think, were infected in Philadelphia. I think they brought it with them. And right. that wouldn't be a surprise because they came from Miami, where it's, uh, it's a hot spot right now. Right. It is a hot spot. Uh, so... Is there any word on how the Phillies will make up the games with the Yankees? Because I know the Yankees are going to switch out since the Marlins were supposed to play the Orioles and the Phillies were supposed to play the Yankees. Now the Yankees will play the Orioles. Is that right. how they're going to try to, to work this out so that, you know, when it's supposed to be, for example, Baltimore, or I'm sorry, for the Phillies, it's supposed to be playing the Marlins again they can play the Yankees instead or, or something like that. Yeah, I think, look, it's kind of a mess, right? I think baseball is yeah. going to take a look at it. Now you've got the Nationals as well who were supposed to go to Miami over the weekend, and instead they won't play, so they're going to miss some games. Right. So there's going to be four or five teams impacted by the Marlins having to come off the field for a week. Um, and so I think baseball is going to have to take a look at that and see what they can do schedule-wise. Joe Girardi said something interesting today. He does a weekly interview on MLB Network Radio, and he said, and I've heard him say this before, um, but, you know, kind of in thinking about this and in sort of the likelihood that this doesn't, this is not going to happen only one time, that um, right. you're going to have outbreaks like this throughout the course of the season, baseball should not be so concerned that everyone plays 60 games. Play as many as you can, and then at the end of it, uh, go by winning percentage. So if one team's played 57 and one team's only been able to play 59 and another team's played all 60, rank them by winning percentage and pick the playoff teams that right. way. It's, it's unusual, and people will cry about competitive balance and uh, the integrity of the standings, but it's happened before. In 1981, when they came back from the strike uh, and they had the first half and second half, not everybody played the same number of games. They went by winning percentage, and that's how it went. So I think the focus needs to be on playing the games as safely as possible rather than having the teams worry about playing double headers and doing extra travel. Play as many games as you can, and at the end of it all, if you can get through to the end of September, rank them by winning percentage and go from there. 
In fact, Scott, 1972 was the other year uh, where there was mm-hmm. a strike to begin the year, and not everybody played the same number of games. And you know how we always talk about how far behind you are in the loss column. Well, in the American League right. East in 1972, the Red Sox and Tigers ended up even in the loss column, but the Tigers had played one more game, and they won it, and they won the division by a half game. Yeah, that's that's yeah. just the, that's the way they determined it. That's it, so it's it's not unprecedented, is my point. Right, and it's not ideal. It's not what anybody wants. But um, under the this circumstances, is an ideal. Yeah, the whole thing's not ideal. The whole season isn't. It's not ideal that you're only playing within your division and you're not playing the rest of the league. You know, so um, look, I think I think the the point here is that safety has to come first. And I, I you know, we could talk about whether they should have played that game on Sunday at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, in my opinion, there's no way either team should have been on the field. I think the players felt like they um, should play and needed to play. Somebody from MLB needed to step in and say, no, you can't, and don't worry about missing the game. We'll figure it out later. And I think I think that's where the priority has to be, is is can we do this safely and, and keep people healthy? And this What this shows is that you have positives with one team. And, again, we don't know what the situation is yet as the Phillies test out this week. So let's just say, hey, look, it's one team right now. It's the domino effect it's having on everybody else, even if there are negative tests other places. Right. I mean, look, if the Phillies are lucky and uh, they don't have any other positive tests this week, they still have lost four games. They've missed – I should say that they've missed four games. Right. Um, so you know, it's it. There's a there's a there's a fallout effect for them. Uh, the Yankees have will have missed two games. The Orioles will have missed two games. The Nationals will have missed three. So, you know, in indirectly, the Marlins are taking other teams off the field. And so instead of, you know, and and the, the notion that this will only be a one-time thing. Is, is kind of silly. Um, you know, I think just the right. reality of the situation is that teams are going to get in, there are going to be outbreaks. And if you can keep them uh, as minimal as possible and, and, and as isolated as possible, but it's still going to have an effect on everybody around that particular team. It sounds like Major League Baseball is doing everything they can, though, to just keep pushing forward. Now, obviously, with protocols, but is that a fair statement to make that it sounds like Major League Baseball is doing everything they can to keep pushing the train forward? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And look, they are, uh, they believe that this outbreak is, uh, is confined to the Miami Marlins. That's, that's their belief. I personally think that that's still wishful thinking at this point. Um, you know, if we get to tomorrow at this time or Thursday at this time and the Phillies have still not shown any positive tests, I think you can then go ahead and make that claim that the Marlins were the only team impacted uh, by it from a health perspective. And um, and in that sense, baseball got lucky. But um, I, I don't know that they can officially say that they know what the extent of this is yet. So they believe it's confined to one team, and uh, they are hopeful that the protocols that they have put in place will allow the other 29 teams to play almost uninterrupted. I mean, there's, there's, as we've been talking about, I mean, there's some interruption in terms of just teams missing games, but right. health-wise, uninterrupted. And, 
and they'll worry about figuring the rest out later. And then the Marlins are going to have to replace upwards of, what, 13 or 14? There are 17 total infections now. I think it's 15 players. That's half their active roster. They're going to have to go to their taxi squad and find guys. They're already signing free agents. So, um, you know, they're certainly in a situation that's going to affect them from a competitive standpoint. But baseball believes that it's isolated to the Marlins and that um, the other 29 teams are going to be relatively unaffected. We'll see. Yeah, no, we'll see. What's interesting is that the Braves haven't been brought up in this. I'd like to know what the Braves testing is because they played the Marlins before they played the Phillies. That's right. Um, They played them in an exhibition game. And, you know, the one thing about that is you would imagine if their exposure to the Marlins was, um, I don't I don't have the calendar in front of me, but it was more, obviously it was more early and middle of last week. You would yes. imagine that that would show up in their testing by now if, if right, any players uh, were, were impacted. Now, right. that's not necessarily the case, but right. we're certainly past that four- or five-day average incubation yeah. period. That's why, so yeah, would, that's why I brought it up, that, Scott. Yep. You would hope that it would it would have shown up, but there there again, we, we don't really know. We don't. I think we're all still learning how the virus behaves. <laughs> Every single day, we're learning. We're yeah. learning. Uh, at, outside Joe Girardi, I know did his weekly show, but I know the, the Nationals voted as a team that their preference was not to go to Miami this week. Any word on how the Phillies feel about getting back? to play now, or are they comfortable with the decision made to not come back till Friday? Well, I mean, I certainly think that they were comfortable with the decision to not play tonight. Uh, I'm sure, look, I'm sure you have players who are who are itching to play. I mean, it's what they do. Right. Um, you know, in a normal season, you wouldn't have four days off except for the All-Star break. Um, I'm sure if you ask Jake Arrieta, who was supposed to pitch last night and then was supposed to pitch tonight and would, <laughs> yeah. would have pitched tomorrow night. How he feels about it, he probably um, would say that, look, I haven't pitched in almost a week now, and it's, it's going to affect me. So I'm sure that from a competitive standpoint, they'd like to be on the field. I'm sure they are also relieved that their next set of games, their next series uh, will be played at home. Um, I don't know. I'd love to know how they feel about the idea of getting on a plane and going to Miami next Tuesday to play the Marlins again. Uh, I wonder if you'll hear more players uh, speak up the way the Nationals did today about not wanting yes. to do that, uh, not wanting to go down there. Uh, you also have some Phillies players who have some stuff going on, like D.D. Gregorius has a kidney, uh, chronic kidney condition that leaves him at higher risk, and Zach Wheeler has a newborn at home, and Bryce Harper has a pregnant wife at home. and So you have Phillies players who have issues in their lives that um, – that might make them a little bit apprehensive. So um, I think as the next few days go by, and hopefully we'll start to hear from some players, um, we'll get answers to those questions. What are you allowed to do, Scott? Uh, What do they allow you to do? Is everything done on Zoom? Are you allowed to go to the ballpark? What are you allowed to do? I am allowed to go to the ballpark, sit in the press box. And um, beyond that, uh, and watch the game. <laughs> and beyond that, that's about it. Uh, we we have access to players all via Zoom, so they are downstairs, we are upstairs. Um, there are no face-to-face interviews. Uh, there are no um, there's no contact with with players or vice versa. Um, 
if you are inclined, uh, you can travel um, on your own, of course, um, to a game. I uh, was considering driving to New York on Thursday uh, to cover that game at Yankee Stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see myself getting on a plane to go anywhere this year, especially given what the access is like. So um, that's what I'm allowed to do. And, and you know, it's you're a journalist, right? So you kind of want to be uh, where the news is and you want to cover the news, um, you know, and you want to do so safely as well. So it's kind of a balancing mm -hmm. act for those of us in the media, too. No, and that's, in fact, uh, Learfield sent out a questionnaire to Jack Ham and me about Penn State football. And, Scott, they asked whether we were comfortable doing games at home, comfortable doing games away, and comfortable traveling. And the two of us both said absolutely we had no problem doing it because we feel the same way you do. You want to be there. Uh, you can just tell when you're watching a broadcast or even listening to a broadcast, you can hear the delay in the broadcast because they're trying to follow it on, on the monitor. It's different. So I understand exactly how you feel. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's just ingrained within us. It's, it's also what we yeah. do. I mean, we, we we cover sports, but um, you know, certainly there's there's a news element to that, and we cover the news, and um, you know, you wanna you wanna be there for that. So, um, uh, and like I said, just to be as safe as you possibly can. And you know, it sort of um, it sort of complicates things when you can't. Um, you know, go speak to a player face to face, and you understand why you can't. And quite honestly, I, I think walking into a, a locker room right now is like the last thing I'd want to do. So um, I'm right. certainly not complaining about about the change in access, but uh, the lack of being able to do that anymore. Um, you do ask yourself that question: like, do I want to get on an airplane? Do I want to go stay in a hotel in order to have the same access I would have by Zoom if I were not there? So. You know, home games are, are certainly um, one thing. It was, it's been really interesting, I'll tell you that, to be in the ballpark um, for these games so far um, to sort of see the just the scene. You know, no fans in the stands and the piped-in crowd noise and, <laughs> um, and, and see it all with your own eyes. I've described it as science fiction, and no matter how many times I walk in there and go see a game, um, I... I also I, I never lose that it never feels more normal um, to me than than the way it did the first day. So um, you know it's something to see, and that's why we do it. We we want to be there and tell the story. You do great work, and we appreciate uh, your time today very much, especially with all the breaking news. Uh, sure, Steve. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Scott Lobber, Philadelphia Inquirer, does great work. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Have you been meaning to get a handle on your investments? Well, now is the time to get it done. We here at Lone Oak Financial Services see a bright future full of opportunity. Use this time wisely and don't let it pass you by. Call us today and we will review your current investments to give you a better understanding of what you have and how it aligns with your financial goals. From there, we will work with you to make any necessary changes and implement a strategy that leaves you feeling more confident and prepared. Call 888 275 
888-242-4236 or visit us online at loanoakfinancial.com. Registered with and securities investment advisory services offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC and Lone Oak Financial Services are not affiliated companies. From floating in a saltwater tank to chowing down on some delicious pierogies, we've had some amazing experiences on In Your Neighborhood. The cool thing is that we've only scratched the surface of what the central Susquehanna Valley has to offer. So join us as we stop by interesting businesses and organizations or introduce you to one of our many talented residents each month on IYN on SECV8, exclusively on Service Electric Cable Vision Channels 8 and 508 HD. It's time to put Wi-Fi where it belongs, everywhere. Replace your router and blanket your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi powered by Plume and SECV. Plume continuously learns about your internet needs and gets better each day. Plume also brings you parental controls, guest access, ad blocking, and security protection from suspicious content and devices, all available at the touch of a button through the Plume app. Call 1-877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash plume to learn more. Hi, this is Dave Moyer for the Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store in Sunbury. I would like to thank everyone for their support of our furniture store and other local family-owned businesses throughout this pandemic. We are blessed to be busier than ever this summer during what is traditionally a slower time in our industry. Why would we be busy? First, furniture is a good investment. Quality furniture purchased today can be enjoyed for many years and even sometimes passed down and enjoyed to the next generation. Secondly, trust. We are now in our 85th year of business and our customers know that we are proud to handle higher quality furniture, much of which is built by American craftspeople. Third, while our store may look small from the outside, we have over 22,000 square feet of display, showcasing a wide selection of styles. We sell furniture for every room in your home, as well as outdoor wicker and patio furniture. We are also proud to sell Schiffman two-sided mattresses. So stop in today and see how new furniture can bring enjoyment to you and your family for years to come. The Benjamin T. Moyer Furniture Store in Sunbury. Ugh, I'm exhausted. The virus, the economy. What next? And Donald Trump just makes it worse. Tweeting insults is not the answer. I read that on some days he tweets up to 200 times. Now how long does that take? I don't know, but one paper said that was an average of a tweet every minute. No wonder he was slow in the pandemic and got started a month too late. He didn't listen to the experts, the doctors, CDC, or Dr. Fauci. He just called it a their new hoax. And the cases are still going up over 115 thousand dead and Trump still doesn't have a plan. Trump won't take responsibility. But we have those tweets, those lovely, lovely tweets. If you ask me, I think it's childish. Trump can't help himself. He just keeps making things worse. Call Donald Trump at 202-456-1111 and ask him to stop tweeting and make sure health care workers have supplies by passing the HEROES Act, H.R. 6800, now. Paid for by Future Majority, www.futuremajority.org. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get your color your way. We've made it easier than ever to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our ColorSnap app. Then visit swcolorchips.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. And when you're ready to paint, shop online. Then stop by your local Sherwin-Williams store for curbside pickup and get everything you need without leaving your car. 
have you with us on the show today. We'll open up the phone lines, get your thoughts on what's going on. Another slow day. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Straight in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new product lines. And great pre-owned inventory. Maybe you're saying, I don't know about you now. If you want a new vehicle, they've got it. But maybe you're looking at your budget and saying, you know, pre-owned might be better for me. Well, they've got a great, great series of pre-owned vehicles. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Great deals to be had. I'll let you uh, rip... Uh, the Marlins here. Go ahead. <laughs> Since you're... Well, it's just it's just so reckless what they did. And now I get it. MLB, I think, is almost under the same blame here for having that loophole, basically. But you're you're the and the just think of the player's mindset. I know you want to play. I know you're glad to be back to playing. But you still got to realize the situation. And realize your maybe your family situation or other family situation. I mean, Scott Lobber just listed all the Phillies that have different issues outside of baseball right now. I mean, right. you just got to. It's just common sense. And if everybody knows, and if you have to think about it, and you have to vote on it. You probably shouldn't play the game. Well, let me start with this, just in defense of some of the Marlins. Okay. If you don't feel sick, you're you're not you know, and you've tested negative. Why do you think you're suddenly positive? Now yep. there may be there there are certain ones that did not feel well. Probably that I got. So you're spot on there. But at the same time, if you're not feel if you're feeling fine. I mean, and, and by the way, not feeling well is not a precursor to testing positive. 
Ron Renteria, the manager of the White Sox, didn't feel well yesterday. So he got tested. Was going to sit out last night's game. He ended up being rained out. But he tested negative. So you don't, I mean, and again, for people who are asymptomatic, for example, you know, you feel fine. Russell Westbrook, what were your symptoms? Well, how awful was it, Russell? What were your symptoms? He said, I had the sniffles. He wouldn't have been tested if he wasn't an NBA player. Right? You wouldn't have gone to get a test for a sniffle. But because he's an NBA player, he had to get tested to go to the bubble. So he found out that he had it in quarantine for, I don't know, what, 10 to 14 days? Something like that. See my point? Right. I, I don't have any doubt that a, probably a majority of those who tested positive were probably and, asymptomatic. But, but and, and they need and they need to tell people that exactly that way. That way, in other words, okay. You don't have to be specific, but say of the seventeen, four exhibited symptoms, thirteen did not. All right. At least just say that so you, so people have at least a handle on what they're dealing with and why. Because, oh, four more were. Well, four more were probably, in all likelihood, felt fine and were like, I am? Really? Like Juan Soto. Juan Soto tested positive, couldn't play the Yankee series. Okay. Well, he's te- since then, the next test he took was negative, and he's got one more negative test to pass before he's allowed to play again. Wrong. We know way had a false positive. Yeah, that's really my, my biggest issue, Steve. Is there was there was the lack of the lack of communication here because yeah, just say it exactly. And it, there were positive, there were still positive tests, but it, it, it was just those two things that I had a major problem with between the Marlins not saying something, and the MLB then not doing anything about it if if they knew too or whatever the case may be. But it, it was just a big issue, the, just the lack of communication because you're putting. Basically, the rest of your league at risk because we've seen the domino effect this has had now on the schedule, which is a whole separate issue. Right, and that's is if so for anybody who says, "Well, it's just one team." All right, accurate. Except now the Yankees are going to play Baltimore. They weren't scheduled to play Baltimore. The Phillies aren't playing again till Friday when the dreaded interloper Blue Jays show up. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, and you've got Washington voting no to go down to Miami. Yet they're the next opponent for the Marlins. They're the next opponent. No, the Phillies are the next opponent, right? Exactly. And this leads me see to my next point. I I think Scott brought a, a brilliant point up at the end of his interview with you. Of I wonder how many Phillies now like a Bryce Harper, like a D.D. Gregorius who's worn a mask throughout this entire time while he's on the field, are going to say, hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't go down to Miami, even though we'll be past, they'll be past a week. And even on the Philly side of things, there could be still yeah. more players that could test positive because the virus takes 10 to 2 to 14 days to build up sometimes. Good. So see, that's I, I'm, was, very, that's, that's, that's I'm very interested but, to hear what but happens. That's, but, that, but that's why I brought up the Braves. 
Yeah, I thought that was a great point because they, they definitely should be aggressively looked at too. And those teams that are well, playing, that have played the, or well are scheduled to play the Braves need to consider that too. Absolutely. But they're, but they're all, but they're testing all the time, right? From what I understand, they're testing all the time. Right. So evidently the Braves must have come through it okay. They had two catchers that did not perform over the weekend. They kept them back in Atlanta. And that's why you have the 60-man squad, essentially. Your 30-person your taxi squad is that you can look at them and say, hey, we got a couple guys we're not sure about. We need you to play. That's why they have it. Um, so they're both shut down for the moment. Phillies get to play again on Friday. And that's where it stands right now. Uh, college football is going to allow week zero games. So you're going to be uh, they've, they've, they've granted a waiver to everybody that if they wish to start early and want to play week zero, they can. And already Oklahoma has said, we'll do it. We'll do it. They're going to play Missouri State. They're going to move it up from September 5th to August 29th and play in Week 0. Other teams, other schools are requesting waivers. And now they've found out that the waiver is not needed that they're going to allow you to do it. So we're going to, it'll be interesting to see in the next two to three days that who's going to move up. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, there are two schools of thought here. Number one, warm weather, outside, albeit you're playing a heavy contact sport. But we'll take the warm weather outside part. Wouldn't you rather play earlier? The Big 12 says they want to play 12 games. That's why with Iowa off of Iowa State's schedule this year, Iowa State put together a contract with Ball State to play September 12th in Ames. Ohio State says they'll have that their current plan is as they move forward, as they would like to see as many as 20,000 fans social distance in Ohio Stadium. That's if they can continue on the path they're on right now. So here are the two schools of thought. Number one, you want to get going and play as early as possible. Get as many games in. Okay. Especially with warm weather. Here's the other school of thought. You start a little later, and you see how everybody else is doing that played in front of you. Take the Pac-12. They're starting September 19th. That's a week after the NFL openers. Kansas City and the Texans will open up on the 10th. Then you have games on the 13th. That's Sunday. There'll be 14 NFL games that day and one more on Monday night. The NFL comes through with a good weekend that gives you more confidence about what you're doing, even though every situation is an entity unto itself. 
Or you can look at the Week 0 games. Since there are going to be a bunch of Week 0 games, you can use the same thought process there and start September 5th. And there are several games already scheduled on Week 0, and evidently there's going to be more before this is all said and done. Where you don't put yourself in a position to play, you let other people play because they they want to, they've scheduled it that way, and you see how it goes. And if it turns out you get a good result... It gives you more confidence moving forward. Those are the two scenarios I'm looking at right now when it comes to football, man. Yeah, that, that's a thoroughly surprised as a surprising surprise to me about the week zero thing. But yeah, it makes sense. The, to me, the earlier the better. If all we've been talking about is the possible big outbreak that could happen in the fall, good. I don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, because every other university is basically planning, is starting their academic year at least two weeks earlier, mid-August, to try and have that longer break of around the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. Well, it only makes sense to try and play games and that time, more games that time. Now, the Big Ten is going to go with nothing but conference games. And keep in mind... The Big Ten is, and when it comes to basketball, that may be the scenario as well. Because let's take Penn State, for example. Penn State's already lost its game with Bucknell. They've lost a game with Holy Cross. They've lost a game with Boston University. They've lost a game with Penn. Because the Patriot League and the Ivy League both say they aren't playing until January 1, correct? Yep. That's exactly right. So Penn State, I mean, that's already four non-cons in an 11-game schedule. You may see the Big Ten go to nothing but a conference schedule for this upcoming season, which, I've t- I mean, I've talked about it. When the first time I brought that up? June? <laughs> I think it was the first time I brought that up was June, wasn't it? Right on. S- same thing with football. Um so let's not pretend if you hear it, read it, or whatever, like it's some like new novel idea. No. <laughs> no. It's because we don't talk about it every day. It doesn't mean it's, you know. But, I mean, it's it's something that's a possibility. But, you know, I sat down and prepared as if every game was going to be played, even though I knew the possibility was there, because, I mean, you don't know what decisions are going to be made. And you have to think that at some point before the week is out, or at the latest before next week, the Big Ten has to have a schedule. You have to have a schedule. It's not easy, considering that, by the way, there were supposed to be two actual Big Ten games played in September 5th, conference games. All right, we'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. We're at the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. 
And last year, the suit hit a shot, uh, a chip. He was chipping at the green using the chutter, and he got within 22 feet of the hole, and he did the moonwalk to that song. (laughs) Tried to point out to him that um, we'll take the ball that's a foot away. It's kind of a disappointment. I'm disappointed he's not playing this year. I talked to the superintendent over at Susquehanna Valley Country Club. Uh, They weren't disappointed. All right. uh, (laughs) They'll be disappointed after I play. Let me tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I tore the course up. (laughs) Yes, literally. (laughs) Tore it up. It's your guy. It's your guy. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, it'll be good to raise some money for the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. Great people there. Bonnie does such a great job. So, along with everybody else there, they do great, great work. Great work. So it'll be great to raise money. It's great that the Purdies are doing this again, as always. Ah. Uh. All right. So uh, no Phillies on Eagle 107 till Friday. And they have to test again. They talk about the four-day lag and so forth. That's why I asked about the Atlanta Braves. I mean, well, if there's a four-day lag, uh, are they okay? And evidently they are. So just thought would, you know, I just I thought it was an important question to ask. Scott Lauber was great today. Neil was great too. That is, by the way, that is a true story about in high school that I told Neil. I had a choice between taking biology and chemistry. For some reason, I don't know why I took chemistry. It was a bad move. But I go through the first couple of weeks of class, no problem, no problem, no problem, no problem. Zero. Take a test, no problem. And then I go in there, and our coach asked us to wear our jerseys the day before a game. So we're finally going to play a game. And at that at that point, I became the scourge of the earth. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Hey, ripping me, said I was an athlete, athletes cheat, that's all they do. I'm thinking, well, who the heck? ruined his life in college. I mean, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm a little concerned that maybe he was hazed <laughs> by somebody. But, you know, it's like, I'll never forget that day. You need to move. I need to move. Yeah, athletes, football players cheat. They cheat. So, I, you know, look, I don't want to cause a problem, so I moved. Okay. Then he says, "No, you got to move again." Uh, well, I don't want to cause a problem, so I don't say anything. So I moved again. And he finally said, "No, that's not far enough." That's why I said, "That's why I had enough." I said, "You know, if I move any further, I'll be outside." <laughs> it's like enough. Ah, <laughs> oh, I never quit at anything in my life. Never, not one time. Never have. 
Okay? And I stuck with this class all year. And that's the one time I just sort of walked out and said, now I've had enough of this. Oh, well. A long time ago. It's funny because one day, one day they it was a, they did a school walkout. You'll love this, Matt. They did a school walkout. And I just I, I thought, oh, I don't want to do a school walkout. So I stayed in school. And this guy comes up to me in the hallway. He goes, I can't believe you're standing here. I said, why not? He says, I thought you'd be the first one out and leading it. I said, you have no idea who I am, do you? <laughs> That's all I said. That's all I said. I walked away. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll just say it in. I'll just say it in plain English. This guy was a jerk. <laughs> Total complete jerk. There you have it. Oh. There you have it. I think he was close to retirement. And maybe I led to an early retirement, for all I know. I, I mean, you want to talk about causing no trouble in class? I said nothing. And the reason and the reason I took chemistry instead of biology is the chemistry teacher I had in 10th grade was such an awesome dude, and I enjoyed it so much, I thought it would continue on. Wrong, aunt. <laughs> I can tell you right now, there's no chemistry in my current job. (laughs) Same here. I had the chance to take honors chem because I was accidentally put it in place my junior year of high school. Got right out. (laughs) I was like, no, thank you. You know, and you could tell by listening to the Shikalemi broadcast, there's no chemistry there either. (laughs) 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 Oh, the setup for the joke. It took a minute or two, but we got it. (laughs) 